Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor. I am your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you are having an amazing day so far today. We have an incredible guest here. He's an entrepreneur. He is a business coach, and he helps retail business owners create more time and freedom by increasing their cash flow and profits. So let's welcome Alvin Narcy. How are you doing today, Alvin? I'm doing great. Victor, how are you? I'm doing great. It's great to have you on the show. And I'd like to start by asking you, uh, you know, share your story. How did you st- uh, get involved in entrepreneurship? Yeah, well, thank you for having me. So I started uh, my journey into entrepreneurship when I was about 26 or 27 years old. I used to live in Melbourne, Australia at that time, and I studied as a pharmacist. Um, And, you know, I did the regular things. I went to university, then I went overseas, I came back, and, you know, I kind of decided it was time to get into business and, you know, to really do something with my life. Um, So... I hustled my way into a business partnership with the two other older uh, pharmacists. And um, yeah, I hustled my way into a pharmacy business. Uh, And then from there, um, basically we bought and sold pharmacies and midway through, we went our separate ways um, and always in the pharmacy game. So retail pharmacy was my jam, buying and selling large businesses. And then, you know, the pandemic came along It was really, really good business for pharmacy, you know, with the pandemic uh, and um, decided to sell. So we, I sold uh, that business and then we moved to Germany. And um, it was in fact, when I sold my business, uh, my business coach at the time was like, Alvin, what are you going to do next? I'm like, I've got no idea. Um, And he says, well, you know, you'd be really good as a, as a coach. And uh, so I took his advice and that's what I've been doing since then is helping um, other retailers specifically because that's my jam. But what I, what I work with clients with is, as you know, pretty much applicable to all businesses. It's uh, it's the basics really. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing your story. So it, it just goes to show you, it doesn't matter what background you are from. Uh, a lot of people come from many diverse backgrounds. Like you came from pharmacy and you've gone into entrepreneurship. Yes. You got together with a couple of, uh, uh, pharmacy partners, you guys started your own business, you were buying and selling, and then when the pandemic hit, you sold your business and moved to Germany, and then your uh, business books uh, uh, yeah. kind of lit a fire you, that's what you need to do. So, so since then, you've been focusing on helping people with their retail and their cash flow and their process. So you talk a little, you talk a little bit about that. What do you do with your clients that uh, reach out to you for help? Yes, absolutely. So most of, well, Everyone that reaches out to me, because I guess the way I market myself and what I'm known for is when a retailer or a client reaches out to me, usually they're in a little bit of a cash flow crisis. Uh, So when they reach out to me, I just walk them through a very simple process um, to increase the cash flow in their business and thereby increasing their profitability. And there's three things that I work on with my clients. And the first thing is to improve the visibility of the numbers in their business, just so we can get uh, some transparency into what's going on so that when we start to implement the changes that I work with them, uh, we can see what's happening. And then from there, we start to flash the, flush their bank account with cash. So we work on some cra- strategies to improve their cash situation. 
And at the same time, we start to work on improving their profit. So there, the, I just keep it really simple. I work on those three areas of their business initially, uh, just to set down the right foundation so we can really start to rock and roll. And uh, for us, so for like for businesses right now that are self-struggling, you know, they don't have much of a cash flow. They even have a negative cash flow. What mm. are some of the things you recommend to them, you know, these potential clients that come to you to improve their retail cash flow? Absolutely. So the first thing we need to do as part of the visibility piece is to start recording our cash flow. Uh, as business owners, and I was the same as well, for whatever reason, we we're really scared of recording our cash flow or we wait for our bookkeeper or our accountants to provide us with the reports on a quarterly or monthly basis. And I just think that's it's too late. Um, I've always been taught to record my cash flow weekly. And so this is what I do with my clients. And we keep it really, really simple, right? So we don't overcomplicate it. We just look at the uh, credits that are coming in, the debits that are going out, how much is left over, making sure that it all matches up and itemizing each line item. And that way we can get some visibility of what's happening in our business. And, you know, keep it really simple, record it on a Google uh, sheet or an Excel spreadsheet. And um, yeah, for most of my clients, it just blows their mind as it did the first time, just to be able to look at like, wow, this is exactly how the cash is flowing through my business. No, and, and that's a very important point because the vast majority of people who have their own business, entrepreneurs, offline, online uh, businesses, yeah. uh, retailers, they do not know their numbers. And there's, there's a saying, what gets measured gets managed. But if you don't know your numbers, you don't know where you stand, how you can afford because you don't know where your numbers are. So it, it, you know, it's exactly. like if you're, if you're dieting, if you don't know what you're eating, how many calories you're taking in each day, you don't know if you're taking too much or little, you need to cut down. So if you don't know your numbers, you don't know what to do. So that's very important. You do your class. You look at your debits and credit each week and say, oh, this is what the problem is. Oh, I need to get more money here. I need to do this. So that, exactly. that's very important. Now, uh, so that's that's one of the issues with, with your class. What are some of the uh, some of the other uh, you know mistakes you see business owners make when it comes to growing their business? Because I'm sure there's a bunch of them that you see. There's a bunch of them. So I'll, I'll just flow on from the cash flow side of things. I think as business owners, the biggest mistake we make with regarding our cash flow is we overcomplicate the matter. And I think that's probably due to the reports we get from our accountants or our bookkeepers. You know, there's so many figures um, and numbers and line items that we get really confused. So I think we overcomplicate it. But just by keeping it simple and knowing the flow of cash uh, through our business, I think that's super important. The other mistake, which you touched on actually as well, uh, is also we're not setting up some meaningful KPIs for our business or key performance indicators. And I think that's super important for understanding what's going on in our business. And also eventually as a business owner, we want to be able to step back and have a look at what levers in our business we can pull to drive our profitability and cash flow and revenue forward. So that's, I think a, a big mistake that um, most business owners make. They, they don't have, enough or they don't have any KPIs or if they do, they have so many that it overwhelms them and they don't bother tracking it in the end. You know, it just becomes something they do for two or three weeks and then they stop. Yeah, no, definitely knowing your KPIs, your key performance indicators and having too much because you know, that's another thing that stops other when they have so much concentrate on it, they get overwhelmed. They, they get overcome with analysis paralysis and they don't say action exactly. on anything. So 
that's why um, a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, overdoing the multitasking is very dangerous for your business. We're not programmed to multitask. We try to do 10 things at once, you, you're good at none of them. So it's best to do one 100%. thing at a time. Yeah, no, I, and I like what you said about overcomplicating things, trying to keep it simple. You simple, you know, keep things simplified, things are definitely gonna work out uh, uh, best. Absolutely, and I think that's one of the common mistakes. You know, we really overcomplicate it and it doesn't need to. Um, and what I'm doing is not rocket science. It's basic business fundamentals that somehow in this internet age of constant growth and revenue and autoresponders and all this crazy stuff that you can use, the fundamentals have just gotten lost. So, No, no. And you're right about that. The autoresponders, email came, all that stuff, the funnels yeah. and, and, and for, a lot of, for a lot of businesses, it's not really necessary. And if you're going to use it, you know, you can outsource it to, so you can pay someone. It's kind of, instead of you trying to spend like weeks trying to create a funnel or, or others, all that stuff for your business. And uh, you could use your time better. It could be better spend doing something that's going to help grow your business and just give the outsource to someone else to do it better. That's a lot of things that I think a lot of people don't understand is you just, just you should just, and I'm sure you do this with your clients, you just focus on the things that you do well, the things you can't do well. You delegate it, you outsource it to other people, and you'll be a lot more profitable. Would you agree? Absolutely, 100%. And I think this is the key thing when it comes to a business owner is still that thinking that we have to do everything because we're the only people that knows how to do it. We're the only people uh, in our business that can drive our business forward. And I think that's a fundamental fallacy that as a business owner we have um, really, because if the business is reliant on you, then you are stuffed. So, but it's, you know, it's, it's a common mindset, mindset shift that I have to get my clients to realize. And um, the best way I find to get them to realize this is to start to take, take, a, uh, take a step back and start to understand what do you want this business to provide for you? And, you know, it's cool if you want to work 70 hours a week and you, you want to be in your business all the time. That's awesome. But, you know, I sense for most of us, you know, we're here to live this life and there's so many other things that we want to do, grow, experience. And just by taking that step back and looking at it from afar and, you know, and having a vision for our life and then working backwards and saying that this business is part of what's going to get me there. And I think if we look at it like that, then everything falls into place, as you were saying. So, you know, you, you really start to implement systems. You really start to such that you can outsource key, key tasks and so on and so forth. No, and that's absolutely true. And, you know, just have a long-term view of this because why are you getting into this business? Because you want the time for it. If you're, if you're a slave to your job, it's, it's, uh, it, it defeats the purpose. It means we'll go back to your regular job that you're doing before. So exactly. in, the in the beginning, yeah, you might need to do that in the early months, but there, there needs to come a point where you just need to focus on the things you're good at and you're going to be a lot more productive. And that's the thing. Too, too many people yeah. focus on being busy instead of being productive. They focus on the minor and they should be focusing on the major. Focus on the things you're good at. The other things you can wait till later or you can give it to someone else. So you can do that. And this will tie into something I, I think you talk about is you, you should focus on working on your business instead of working in it. So you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and this is not a new concept. I think Michael Gerber, you know, really made mm -hmm. this popular with the e-myth back in the day. Mm -hmm. And um, so by working on your business, what are you doing? You're essentially setting it up to work, to, to run without you. And rather than doing all the day-to-day -day stuff 
that really takes takes you away from growing the business. And so why would you want to work on the business, really? It's basically so you can start to set things up. So when you walk away, so you can walk away slowly, even if it's just like, you know, three, four hours a week to ramping it up to one or two days to eventually walking away uh, and it's running without you. It's really, really important. And when you're working on the business, you actually get a much better perspective on what's happening rather being rather than being entrenched in the day-to-day. And this certainly happened to me when I first got into business. You know, I was trying to do everything and you know, you're getting caught up in putting out fires and hustling with this and hustling with that. But um, the minute I got a business coach and they he forced me to take a step back and so we can start working on the overall plan of the business. What's really going to drive our profit cash flow? What long-term vision do we have for our business that's going to drive it forward? And I think this is where it's really important for anybody in doing anything really is to have some sort of sounding board. It's, it's, you can do it yourself, which is great, but someone just to you know, help you or facilitate this process of pulling out your vision and understanding your long-term goals and having a look at some other strategies that, you know, we can sort of pull out of you that you know intimately about your business. Yeah, and by the way, I, I love the E-Myth by Michael Gerber and the E-Myth. Great book. It's a great book. I recommend it to anyone, especially if you're going to be a retail business owner. Um, you, you realize you, you fall into a lot of traps you're not aware of. And so he told you, definitely a great book. And I like the fact you talk about uh, when you work on the business instead of in it, it gives you a better perspective when you're doing it. And, you know, you need to focus on the plan and the long-term vision. And I think a lot of people are doing it. So a lot of times we do need to take a step back. And I like what you said about having a sounding board. So yes. uh, would you recommend either maybe getting yourself like a mentor or coach or maybe joining a mastermind group? Those are some things you recommend 100%. to people out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, certainly, you know, um, a coach, a mentor, a mastermind group, all of those things are, are really, really um, important. And I think a lot of people don't really understand how good a mastermind group can be until you're in one, because all of a sudden you're hanging out with all these other people who are going through the same things as you. They're in business as well, probably not the same business, but they're all, we're all experiencing similar challenges. And, you know, business can be, if you're running a business, it can be a lonely road, right? If you're, all your other friends are working jobs and you're in this thing, And to be surrounded by a handful of people who are going through the same things as as you, you can, you know, it's like you understand each other and you can actually learn what your friend is doing in their business versus what you're doing, get some really good ideas. But I think being part of that community, that mastermind community, I think is really, really important. Uh, And, you know, this is just human nature, right? If we're part of a a community of like-minded people, we accelerate ourselves forward, we grow, we develop, and we ultimately feel you know, safe, like, you know, we're, we're in this, uh, you know, we're together with other people that are going through the same things and it doesn't need to be a lonely road, you know? No, absolutely. And all of the most successful people out there, business people, entrepreneurs, they're all in mastermind groups and they get, you get, you hear a lot of different perspectives, a lot of synergy in there and you get a lot of like-minded people with success and you can learn a lot from each other doing those mastermind groups. So if you've never done it, definitely try it out because it's very powerful and it could definitely yeah. make a big difference in your business. And so it's um, and, and they're easy to find now. Like you can use an app, a meetup mm-hmm. app, or if you haven't already got some friends to get together. Um, I also recommend that, you know, most um, councils or areas have like a, a local business organization. You can go there and they have events on all the time. 
you can just go to a couple of these things and once you connect with two or three people, you can do your own, um, you know, if you're unable to get to an organized group. So, yeah. Definitely a good piece of advice there. Uh, so thanks for sharing, Alvin. So, uh, yeah, so one, another thing you talked about is uh, uh, a lot of people focus a lot on revenues and you say they should be focusing more on cash flow and profits. So would you like to talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Yeah, I think, um, you know, in this internet age, when every startup is focused on revenue and growing their top line, I think, I think the, the whole notion of why we're being in business, which is to generate a profit, has actually gotten lost, I think, a little bit. And it's easy for us as a, as a smaller business owner to get caught up in that whole startup race. So revenue is great, but ultimately what it comes down to, how you are going to pay your suppliers, how you're going to pay your team members, and ultimately how you are going to pay yourself comes down to how good your cash flow is and at the end of the day, the profitability of your business, whatever's left over after you've paid all your expenses. So it's, it, it often gets missed, um, which is really, really um, silly, but um, it's always good to bring people back to understand, sure, you're, you know, you're turning over you know, a lot of money and you know, quite often when you're growing a business really quickly, the money gets sucked up and it disappears. And you, know, you can be doing all this work for a really high turnover business, but you're not really making any money. And if we can be strategic in our thinking and understanding what's going on in our business and focusing on profitability, uh, that's ultimately how we're going to get paid. Uh, definitely some good stuff then. Uh, and that makes a lot of sense. So that's why you need to change your focus there. And, yeah. and getting back to profitability, um, what are some of the things you, you recommend to the retail business owners on how they can increase their profitability? Absolutely. So the first one, and it's really obvious, is to start to raise our retail margins. Now, you know, you, you can't just go around and add, um, increase your prices just like that. There's a process that you need to go through and involves a little bit of analysis, uh, a little bit about your market and what's happening in your business. But typically all around, we can, as retailers and as any business owner, we can strategically increase our prices and raise our margins. Uh, as long as we're ensuring that we're providing value to the client or the customer. So that's the first thing we should do. The next thing, we should do, especially, and I work with businesses that have a team, is to really start to empower your team. And that involves training your team in training in more than sales, but customer service, but really making sure that your team understand what to sell in your business. You know, they want to make sure you provide value to the client, but also selling, you know, really high margin products. Um, and I think that's a bit that gets lost. As business owners, we traditionally haven't been that good in facilitating growth of our team, both internally and externally, growth in terms of customer service, mindset. And, you know, it, it always happens as an afterthought, of, oh, we've got to get together on a Wednesday evening. I've got to pay them. I've got to provide pizza. We look at all the hassle side of it rather than this investment that we make into our team that's going to pay off dividends in the long run. And guess what? When you step away from your business, which is what we're working towards, it's your team that's going to be driving it forward. No, it's definitely some good stuff there. Uh, you got to raise your retail margin. You got to empower your team, training and not just sales, customer service, focus on selling the high margin products and make an investment in your team. I think sometimes, um, <clears> let me know if you agree, it seems like sometimes with these owners, especially their uh, small business owners, like maybe they feel the cash limit, 
they're afraid to make that investment because they don't see that they can get a big return on it. They just see it as an expense. So you think you see it as a problem and how do you, um, you know, help them see the value of that, of that investment in growing their business? Yes. So yeah, that's, that's, a, that's something that I have to pitch uh, to my clients all the time, but really I think in this case, it's going back to the vision. So you, the business owner, wh- what do you want this business to provide? Where do you want to be long-term? And then if we work backwards, you know, if we really, if you really want to work on your business and take a step back and have a couple of days off and travel and do whatever it is that you want this business to provide, you ultimately got to realize that you need to put a team in place. So, you know, making sure that you have the right team is one part of it and also transforming your current team. And, and, and it just got to be really, really simple stuff. You know, most Unfortunately, most business owners don't have any sort of team cohesion or anything in place to bring the team together. And we can just start with a meeting just once a month, go slow, get everyone used to the concept and then start to bring in some, you know, some more sales training, customer service training, but whatever, whatever we identify that's going to be suitable for your business to move the needle. Yeah, good stuff there. Definitely go back to the long-term vision, uh, focus on the team vision. And early on, you mentioned about uh, helping them helping your team with the mindset of the growth, because I don't think enough companies do that. And that can make a big difference in your profitability and your cash flow. So definitely some great stuff. Yes. Alvin, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. It was really great having you. You shared a lot of great wisdom here. So if you want to improve their retail business, improve their cash flow profitability, they're going to learn a lot here. And before I let you go, Alvin, if people want to reach out to you, what is the best way for them to contact you? Absolutely. The best way is to look me up on Facebook, Alvin Nasi. Send me a message. Tell me you you heard me on Victor's show, uh, and we can continue the conversation from there. Awesome. Sorry. So so reach out to Alvin Narsi, and his last name is spelled N A R S C Y. So again, Alvin, thanks so much for being on this show, and have yourself an amazing day. Thanks, Victor. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.